What's going on, guys? Kieran Headley here with the Pocket Coach Podcast. So, <laughs> this is going to be a very good one. I'm with Anne Julie Mack. She is actually someone that I interestingly met uh, in, in, in Sydney. Yeah, I met you um, Melbourne, Melbourne. in Melbourne. Sorry, yeah, you're right years ago in Melbourne and since then since meeting her she's been on an absolutely fantastic journey she's journeyed into the arena of being an online coach um, she helps a lot of women all over the world to become the best versions of themselves she's also a WBFF competitor she was previously with EHP labs as well um, yeah. and, and Reebok as well. yeah and Reebok as well and she is currently uh, just being a perfect, a beautiful example of how to live in the most abundant way possible. So I'm with her now in Auckland of New Zealand, back in my hometown. Oh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, we just we just caught up over the last um, wee bit and just had a few good conversations uh, about life, but also about sort of what's going on in terms of personal development around the world at the moment and. Uh, we've got some very interesting topics to talk about today. One of them about what it, what it's like as a woman in such a masculine world, but also what it's like to be faced with various uh, body image issues and how that can affect mental health. So these are two very important key topics that we'll sort of go over on this conversation. So stay tuned. I'm very excited for I'm you guys. I'm so excited for yeah. this. Thank you so much for the introduction. And yes, you guys, thanks for tuning into this. I'm super excited for this. Um, some great topics for us to be talking about today. Mm. And I hope that you guys learn something from this. So yeah, I'm sure they will. Yeah, so, me too. So I want to dive right into a little bit about you currently. Because uh, you've just found out certain news, haven't you? Yes. Is that news you're wanting to talk so, about? So um, the news <laughs> is not out right now. I don't know when this podcast it, will be released. About four weeks from Four now. weeks, yeah, yeah. So um, I have recently been working my butt off to step on stage at the WBFF in Australia on the Gold Coast. And I'm deep into my prep, six and a half weeks out, and I just found out that due to everything crazy happening in the world right now, mm. it won't be happening. Uh, it's going to be delayed and honestly I think that everything happens for a reason and this is probably the best news for me because after all these months of hard work I'm in a position in which I just feel in such a good place about how I look, how I feel, the foods that I'm feeding my body, the energy that I have and just my overall health and well-being. I think that this was the best news that could have come totally. despite having put in so much hard work into the past few months to get ready for this competition. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for what the future holds, but I guess it just, for me personally, it takes a lot of focus um, and a lot of energy mentally and physically to get into stage condition. Mm. So it, I've, you know, I've done four competitions in the past. I did two last year. I've placed third and second in Australia. Yeah. Um, last year I worked incredibly hard to do two in a year and I came away with a seventh place in New Zealand, which was a big shock for me, uh, you're purely being judged on how you look when you get on that stage, and mm. it, it hit me very hard, so I struggled a lot after that, and I've worked very hard over the past, um, what, uh, since October, November, December, like five months, yeah. to get to where I am now mentally and physically, it's been a big journey, but um, it, I guess like when you put yourself in front of so many people online and on a stage, 
purely judged by how you look, you're going to face the struggles of totally. body dysmorphia, the mental health side effects of gaining fat, losing fat, and purely being judged on how you look as opposed to who you are as a person. Totally. So it's almost as if this the physical aspect becomes the forefront of the self-worth aspect. It's like my worthiness is only equal to how I'm looking compared to other people around me or, um, or on social media or um, in the competition, right? Yeah. yeah um, it's, it's a comparison situation, which mm. you're never going to win. So one of my favorite quotes that hit me hard when I heard it ages ago was comparison is the thief of all joy. I can't remember who said that. Uh, but the way I see it is if you're comparing yourself to anyone, the way they look, the material things they have, superficial things, you're never going to be happy because mm. you're always comparing yourself to someone else. So for competing, when it comes to me and my journey, it's never been about comparing myself to anyone else. And I think that set me up for success because I'm never looking on social media at anyone else because one, I know that social media is a highlight reel and no one looks like they do on social media. Mm. Um, but also... It means that when I'm stepping on that stage, my only goal is to be the best version of me. I'm not looking at what anyone else looks like because on the day, someone could turn up and they could look insane and win. And if I only valued, you know, my journey on getting that first place, then I'd miss the whole point because it has to be, like you said, about the destination, not the journey. So when it comes to me competing, I have to enjoy the process. Totally. If I don't enjoy the process, if my only goal is to get first, then, well, the last three years of my journey would have been a waste of time because I haven't placed first yet. So for me, when I step on stage, it's always about presenting the best package that I can. So I want to look my best, I want to feel my best, and I want to know that I step on that stage having given it everything that I could have to get there. And that for me is about leveling up my myself really yeah which is so much more important than if you go out to do something to be the best in it and you're comparing yourself to everyone else like last year I turned up and you know this girl she has looked insane and she won and no one had a chance against her um and you can't control that and I was so happy for her as well to get first in term pro so uh when it comes to comparing yourself to anyone on social media or competing and things like that you're never going to win if you're doing that so Mm. um one thing I would say is for anyone out there that's listening, that's looking at other people on social media or even just friends around them and how they look or what things they have or what cars they drive, like you're wasting your time, just focus on all the things that you have or how you look and the health that you have and be totally. grateful for that. Totally. That's so, a lot of talking. No, no, no it's good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I want to actually speak on comparison because okay. comparison is such a normal factor for many people because at the end of the day, I know for myself, um, when I was growing up, it was like, Oh, but Stephen um, does things this way. Oh, but Carl says these things in terms of politeness. So like all of a sudden from a young age, I'm instilled into into the mentality of, oh, um, I'm now comparing myself to another human being in terms of how I need to show up. Uh, And then that will lead on into, you know, high school, seeing other guys, how they'll talk to girls. And I'll be like, oh, why can't I be as confident as them? And, you know, um, well, why can't I be a cool guy? Or why can't I play rugby like the next guy? And this constant comparison will be put into place. Yet that's basically like saying to an orange tree, grow me some apples. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just simply the physical factors um, that I have and my capabilities are going to be different from the next. Um, Whereas my capability as a life is the same as another human. I'm, I'm a life, you're a life. Like yes. we've got the same capability of being a life, but the physical capabilities on top of that are obviously going to be different. So it's uh, um, about coming to that concept yet knowing something 
and feeling something are two different things. It's so yeah. it's so hard to get your head around as well. Like mm. it's taken me a lot of time to get to where I am now and to not compare myself to others. Because when I was younger as well, you you go through school. I didn't look like other people look like because I'm half Thai, half English. So everyone around me in my school is obviously mm. like Kiwis. They're born in New Zealand. They were like, like they're white. I wasn't white. And people teased me when I was in school as well because I didn't look like them and I had lots of differences about me. So for me, I was always comparing myself to these people. Then you go to high school. I went to an all-girls high school. There's a lot of popular girls. Their parents all had a lot of money. Mine didn't. So, of course, you're comparing yourself to the girls that have swimming pools and the girls that can afford, you know, nice, nicer bikinis in, in high school. And like, you're kind of surrounded by that. So it took me a lot of work on myself and kind of going into university where I, I went to a complete different university away from anyone from high school. I started fresh, I met new friends. It was a whole different environment for myself and it just helped me learn so much more and I threw myself into deep waters there because I had to make new friends and I had a fresh start. Mm. And from there, I just started journaling every single day when yep. I was at uni and I learned like that it was fine to be different. And then I also learned that turns out it was better to be different. Like I stood mm. out because I'm different and now it's like seen as a good thing that I'm a halfie, I'm a Eurasian, like from a modeling point of view, from a fitness mm. point of view, it's so different to be half and half compared to what I used to think was like the standard of beauty because you look at magazines and TV and I guess like you're going to compare yourself because that's what companies want you to do. They want you to compare yourself to the model because they want you to spend money so that you look like the model who doesn't even look like the magazine cover, you know? So like I think society sets everyone up to compare themselves and like it's a big industry like the beauty mm. industry is such a big thing or if you look at sports and things like that i guess it's different for guys but for girls you you're fed all these magazines and social media on how you should look or shouldn't look and how you should dye your hair or do this and do that and so i was like brought up with that but now i've kind of just realized that i'm my happiest not by how i look but how i take care of myself so it's not that going to the gym made me more confident because I looked a different way, it made me more confident because I got stronger, because I got healthier, I took care of myself, and that gave me the confidence. Like, it's not all the extra stuff, because when I started going to the gym, I didn't change how I looked at all. It was just an act of getting stronger, and the gym made me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, and so were there any specific aspects or practical tools that you applied over that period of time to help yourself with that comparison? Yeah, I think that journaling is such a big thing. Like, I kept a journal since I was 12, writing anything from how I felt to what I got up to in a day, and it just gives you that time to kind of reflect on how you're feeling. So, mm. if you were having a bad day, you need to put things into perspective. Like, you know, if you're comparing yourself to someone, um, maybe it's, it's okay to compare yourself to someone and have that thought. It's natural. It's going to happen. But I think it's how you handle those thoughts that come into your head. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, if you have a thought that pops into your head and you think like, oh, you know, so-and-so has abs. They look leaner than me. They look, you know, more tan than me. Whatever the crazy thought is that comes into your head, let it, let it happen and then just move past it. You know, you can write down positive things about yourself that you like and I'm not going to tell someone to go look in a mirror and list all the things that they like because not everyone can do that it's really hard for people to look at themselves and think of that but I would kind of challenge you to 
push past your physical aspects and think of all the things that you are like you're more than how you look you're more than a number on the scale like for me personally from losing 10 kilos to gaining 10 kilos to stepping on a stage to rebounding and gaining a lot of weight and losing all control with food and binging and all of that and feeling so down about myself I just had to realize that you know my fiance was going to love me regardless of whether I was 10 kilos heavy or 10 kilos lighter. Um, people online were still going to follow me no matter what I really looked like. Uh, my friends were still going to love me uh, for who I was. They didn't follow me because I had abs or not and they didn't want to be my friend because um, I looked a certain way. So for me, personally, I started listing the things that I am like all about, you mm. know, and my values and... Um, I guess my morals and things that made me who I am so like my integrity my loyalty my friendliness my kindness the things I do to help other people and all those things and focused on the positives and nothing to do with how I looked and if anything I'd acknowledge that you know what I love my smile because yeah you know like you can smile at all stages of your life and I don't know I just started noticing things that weren't to do with a number on a scale and things like that and that really helped me Mm. and just thinking of like non-aesthetic type things about me mm. that I loved Beautiful. which is really important yeah I mean at the end of the day um, what the scale says um, is going to bring a lot less happiness to others than the smile on your face exactly you know what like <laughs> I from yeah. you know from being what 56 kilos on stage in October absolutely tiny to 60 I think I'm 61 now I've been 69 mm. in the past few years like it really doesn't determine happiness. I think a lot of people, a lot of women that come to me, they're like, oh, I just want to lose 10 kilos to be happier. I want to mm. lose 30 pounds to be happy. Like, you're never going to be happy if you're always, it's a journey destination mm. situation. Again, if you're always seeking that happiness for a number on a scale or a financial goal, you're never going to find it because as soon as you hit that goal, then what? Like, oh, you want to lose more weight. Oh, you want to make more mm. money. And you keep going and going. And yeah. then you actually end up going the other way. You end up unhappy. Like, I've been to the point where I've gotten so tiny and I've gone so lean, the best shape of my life last year in October, and it all came crashing down to lead me to a miserable unhappiness where I was, you know, struggling with nutrition. I had no energy I was snappy my poor fiance Ross had to deal with the hanger of it all the stress of it all and for like nothing Mm. and I must say as a guy dealing with a woman's hanger issues (laughs) hats off to you yeah yeah if you guys can see him taking his hat off he is doing it yeah but um no I I I totally get it and thank you for sharing that by the way um so during that moment where you everything was regressing was there maybe something that um initiated it from going from a regression to a progression or something that um took you from feeling like you were going backwards to getting yourself back up and moving again oh good question Mm. i'm full of good questions yeah great question so yeah i guess just a bit of context for anyone that kind of has not competed or um you know it's kind of it's been compared to like a wedding day you work for this, however long it is, mm. a lot of planning goes into it, a lot of hard work, and then after you have this post comp blues situation where it is a depression, yeah. you are so lost I because you've been, fo- yeah, you've mm. been focused on it 
for so long and then after it's like what next and I was working so hard for this competition I expect it to go a lot better than it did in terms of placings it didn't and on the stage at that point in time you know all I wanted to do was cry and run off stage and all honesty and I've never said that anywhere before about how I really felt because I don't want anyone to think that I was let down I was so proud of myself for everything they did to get to that level and I'll forever be proud of that condition mm. but it's natural to feel let down if you work so hard for something it doesn't go the way you want it so that applies to anything in life mm. and then it's how you pick yourself up after something doesn't go the way you wanted it to it's about having that support network you so need to have people around you that you can count on good friends um a loving partner family you know after the show i was so fortunate enough to have my best friend here my like ross's family um just love like loved ones around me to just help me pick myself back up to reassure me that you know they didn't care if something didn't go the way I wanted to it's like if you start a business and you go all in on it and the business doesn't go to plan you're going to need someone there to help cheer you up and just help you know reassure you that everything's going to be okay so I guess it was like having a good support network and then it was about creating new goals and getting a new plan in place and something more exciting to look forward to I had so much to look forward to but it was very hard to look past that. Like I knew I was going to America, I was going to be traveling. I had Chicago, Philadelphia, Washington, um, a family Christmas, my birthday, uh, so many cool things to look forward to. And I guess it was just a case of finding something to look forward to, even if it was just a small thing like a massage or anything to take your mind off what you're going through. And then to be honest, therapy yeah like it's so okay to reach out for help sometimes it's so hard to talk to um people around you because you don't want judgment you don't want to dampen their day especially being someone as positive as i am you feel like you can't talk to anyone because you don't want to ruin um their idea of you being so positive so you know what reaching out and going to a therapist someone that's not going to judge you someone you can talk to about anything is a massive game changer i know you're Sweet. pro therapy as well right yeah well, absolutely just having to talk to oh just anything i mean at the end of the day if i'm in a place where i don't feel comfortable speaking to uh someone in my close circle about some things the next best thing is absolutely therapy sometimes that might be even the best thing because sometimes the people around me might not completely grasp the idea or the concept of what i'm what i might be going through so yeah. sometimes therapy um is a great reassurance and a great platform to get me moving i think so. but it's um understanding that therapy is a means not a goal so it's not attaching happiness to the therapy of like okay if i go to therapy i'll be happy but it's understanding that therapy is a means to getting myself back onto track so that i can regain that happiness within. oh my gosh that's mm. the best way to describe therapy as well so mm. like i guess my impression of therapy and i'm sure anyone listening to this would think the same is therapy for me was like kind of something that you would think you know it's for people that aren't okay like that sounds horrible um people that like it's just a very different opinion of therapy you know I thought that I would never be someone that would go to therapy because it's not for me yeah. until after speaking to Ross I said to him that I wasn't feeling okay and it was a very unhappy place for me I didn't know what to do and he just as a loved one suggested that maybe I go talk to someone and I'm so glad that he did that and sometimes like you will have loved ones around you and you don't know what to do to help them you don't know what to say and the best thing you can do is refer them to someone that can help them so totally. he referred me 
mentor this lady absolutely amazing I went to her for a few sessions and it wasn't about me thinking that therapy was going to make me happy it was about me just offloading yeah. all the thoughts that I had in my head to know that you know what the thoughts that I'm having are like real and just to get a little bit of validation around it and how to move forward and she encouraged me to get back into journaling which was something I'd stopped doing good. so yeah like it was about journaling my thoughts how I was feeling um, getting out of like any kind of binge eating um, cycles of you know eating your feelings away or just stress eating and it just helped me so mm. much going to therapy and I haven't been Beautiful. in a couple of months now and good. I don't feel that I need to but should I ever feel the need to again I would 110% go and I would Absolutely. recommend anyone to go it might take you time to find the right one totally. and she was actually the second person I've ever been to in my life and she was great so amazing yeah, yeah. It's, it's a game changer oh, like huge. I wouldn't have got out of it I don't think if I hadn't have had someone to just reassure me and mm. like help me because it's like being in quicksand the more i struggle the quicker i sink yeah. but the moment that i reach out grab a platform and lift myself up i can climb and start walking again exactly yeah, that i just needed yeah. like that hand to pull me out yeah. and kind of give you that little light at the end of the tunnel and then i pulled myself out i got back on track and mm. now thankfully you know a few months on i feel so much better about everything i i got better in business because i felt more productive my eating habits got better, so I had more energy. I got stronger in the gym, so I felt more confident. And everything then started flowing. And it was a case of me taking care of my mental health, my mm -hmm. physical health. And I had to step back from seeing anyone because I just needed to focus on me. So it really yeah, took good. months to focus on me and just put that energy into like mm. bettering myself. I read more books, good. everything. I just really focused on bettering myself mentally and physically. And mm. that's like what I'm all about. The whole and Julie fit for life thing. Mm. Fit for life for me is about being mentally and physically fit. And how can I help others if I'm not helping myself? So that's for me, it was a big one of like, you can't pour for an, from an empty cup. So I worked so hard on myself so that yeah, I could then give back to everyone else. And mm. now I'm like in a, top position to help so many more people because I feel so much better. Oh man, your cup's overflowing. Yeah, my yeah, cup's yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, the weights yeah. have just been yeah, lifted yeah. off yeah, my have some shoulders. Juice, yeah. everyone's, have some got, everyone's got their cups full <laughs> now. So yeah, like it's been a big few months, mm. but everything I've done from reading more to spending more time on myself to getting massages, like the self-care side, it's just been, it's just added to me really. And mm. now I just feel better. Oh man. Well, I just want to say I'm both inspired and proud um, as a friend. Yeah, 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 I really am. It's yeah. It's been an incredible journey for you. But the fact that um, what's um, even more than that is how vulnerable you've been able to be. And I think, which is absolutely so incredible. Hard. This is the most vulnerable I've been. So for anyone listening to this. Wow. Well done. I'll, I'll have to tell everyone to listen to this because like, I never talked about that because it's so hard to find a platform that you can share that and be vulnerable on totally. right it's so hard to be vulnerable it, it comes into that it does it truly like yeah. i used to see vulnerability as weakness like me i too. i saw crying as a bad thing and mm. then therapy opened me up to like it's okay to cry yeah it, it's necessary to cry like if you have emotions just let them out and anyone that can't handle your emotions like i'm meant to be near you anyway totally. you know like if your partner can't handle you through the lows then they don't deserve you in the highs and i am a very happy positive person right, and so if some like you know if the people around me can't handle me when i'm really struggling then they don't deserve the energy that i have when i'm on top 
Total, massively, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know. And it's like you said, it's um letting, letting out the emotions. If I fill up my water bottle with um something like black currant juice, all right. Um, until I empty out the black currant juice, I can't fill it with orange juice. Oh, so yeah, I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, I need to let out that sadness if I want to instill more happiness. Um, there's only so much capacity within myself to handle so much emotion. Uh, so, much. so I definitely need to um, give myself the opportunity to allow that to escape in some shape or form. But that's allowing myself to be with that emotion rather than yeah. running away from it. Because yeah. right? if I am always running away from something, and I, like, I, like I know you're so big on this, which is awesome, but um, if I'm always running away from something, I can't address it. It's like if there's a fire in your kitchen right now. Yeah. Um, I can <laughs> yeah. look at the fire, but if I don't go and do anything about the fire, nothing's going to Or it's spread yeah. even worse, yeah. right? It just gets deeper and deeper. The yeah. more, like you said, if you resist it, like if you push against it, it's going to resist. Yeah. Is that the right? Yeah, yeah that's totally. It, right? yeah. yeah. What I resist persists. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. if I reach through this microphone to whoever's listening to this yeah. and I give you a little um, resistance, you're going to push against the resistance naturally. So exactly. it's just like the emotion or the thought. And that's why I think it's so beautiful the way you put the thought process of it's okay to have these comparison um, thoughts. These are normal human thoughts. These yeah. are going to happen, Everyone especially will. in society. So I was not judging myself for those thoughts because yeah. if I judge myself for those thoughts, I'm just sinking deeper into the quicksand. It, it yeah. is exactly mm. that. And I think a lot of people, um, even the girls they coach online, they see the progress. I think progression is a big comparison thing. Mm. They see the progress of people online and the people around them. If they're on a fat loss journey or whatever their goal is in life and they're comparing themselves to you know, someone else getting a job promotion or someone else losing X amount of weight in X amount of time, and what they're seeing is this highlight reel of someone that got the promotion or someone that lost 10 kilos. Like, people see me lose weight um, when I shred for a competition, but they don't see, you know, the um, waking up at 4.30 in the morning. Can you talk about how hard this is? Yeah, 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 you know, like, no one sees the struggle behind what anyone's going through. Like, you really don't understand what people are going through. You really only see a highlight. So if I post a 90-day transformation and I've lost, um, say, 6 kilos in that time, you see these two photos online and you think, wow, she did that in 90 days, easy peasy. But you didn't see that I didn't get to eat dinner at family dinner, that I skipped dessert when I went out with friends, that I woke up at 4.30 every single morning to hit the gym, mm. that um, I worked full-time on a business and you know, skipped going out with friends so that I could get in uh, steps for the day, you know, walking 14,000 steps a day, every single day for 12 weeks, whatever it is, you know, these crazy extremes that you have to do to get on stage or the people that work endless amounts of hours to get a promotion at work, you don't see all the hard work that goes into it. And so you're comparing yourself to like this highlight reel when like in reality, are you really willing to work like they've been working in order to get what they've got like mm. it's just you're really comparing yourself to nothing like the only comparison that you should make is with yourself mm. and who you were last week and if you're making healthier decisions this week than you were last week Beautiful. that's progress yeah like that's such a big thing Huge. if you chose to you know make your lunches instead of buy your lunches out to save money or to lose weight like that alone is progress and there's so many things that you could focus on that you're doing right in your life as opposed to looking at everyone else and then just feeling like you're failing because you're not where they are Absolutely. and at the end of the day we're all on a different journey in every aspect of life so why Huge. would you compare totally yourself? totally yeah um and that's so true it's like saying um it's like if i loved uh action books and you loved biographies right yeah, um so and true. i've got like an action book i'm like this is the best book ever you have to read and you read it and you're like i don't like this book right and then i'm like oh 
why do you like this yeah. book? It's, true, it's, <laughs> right? like, it's literally like that. It's like sunflowers and roses yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. They're both beautiful. I love sunflowers. I love roses, but they're so different. Mm. You're not going to compare them. So totally. it's like, why would you compare yourself to someone else? Like you're it's completely just different. That. Yeah. It's just literally that. Yeah. Um, and before I sort of um, move on the conversation, yeah. I do want to validate this, that um, how strong it is to be vulnerable. So that goes, yes. to, uh, ties into this idea that it is actually strong to reach out. Yeah, because vulnerability, it takes vulnerability to give yourself the opportunity to reach out because I need to be vulnerable to myself and acknowledge within myself that, okay, I am struggling. I do think that I will do better if I go get help, so I'm going to go get help. That takes strength. It takes so mm. much strength. It's so hard, and it took me so long mm. to learn that it's it's okay, it's the typical saying, you know, it's okay to not be okay. Like, it's yeah. okay to ask someone for help and it could be anyone you know you could send a direct message to someone like karen and i and just say like if you don't have any people don't sometimes i was literally just gonna say that thank you yeah people sometimes just don't have that person around them Mm. that they can reach out to and i understand that like it can be very scary too but just know that there are so many platforms um online whether it's instagram whether it's a mental health line Mm. that you can just reach out and just let someone know that you're not feeling okay and that's more than okay to do and it's necessary to do as well so definitely recommend if anyone's listening to this and you're just feeling a little lost or down just reach out for help yeah totally and just like she said you can absolutely reach out to either of us as well if you don't feel comfortable reaching out to a therapist or anyone straight away um and then we can definitely express our experiences and then um give you give you almost a validation and sense of like hey it's okay to speak to a therapist um because i myself also had um various experiences where i did um although my experiences were more along the lines of it helped me helped me become more aware of what was going on but it didn't help me heal so there was a lot more steps that um that i needed to take for myself but for many people, it is the platform they need. That's the yeah. that's the platform they need, and that's beautiful. And that's yeah. Please, please don't dumb it down to thinking that you have to be um, in a very bad place to go get therapy. No, definitely. You can, like, if you're just struggling a little bit, even it can be very beneficial. Definitely, and I think just adding to that, like in terms of that side of things, like people these days with the way the world is, you know, a lot of people are feeling anxious. They're feeling um, all kinds of emotions within themselves, and I think like you are the perfect person for them to reach out like you do amazing things with people um with all your coaching and things that you do so i feel like them just sending you a message i know that you would take care of them so that's thank you awesome. but so the well same done. goes for you as well like um you you're going to be a lot more relatable to women because mm-hmm. i'm not a woman like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh no like, way <laughs> yeah, I, guess I had what? no idea yeah, 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 I, yeah I actually you know. got a sex change but, yeah yeah um, so I feel like, yeah, between the two of us, like we are a killer combination for just helping people. Yes. Helping people feel um, their best versions of themselves mm. in different areas of life, which is really cool that we could do this podcast. Yeah, massively. So, yeah. so thank you for that. Yeah, um, thank you for having me. So, because I want to speak um, a bit more about women being in a masculine world, but um, before we move on to that, I do want to go real specific with maybe um maybe the tools that you utilize such as journaling so journaling i know was a big one and you said writing down your thoughts but like do you mind maybe describing specifically um not the type of thoughts but just like maybe a structure of the journal that you'd write out how would you structure your journal yeah so that's actually a good question because i know a lot of people have structure to their journals yeah i am structured in many things Mm. but journaling i'm not so much it's literally a case of um I might, like these days I don't do it every day, but it's if I had a feeling 
which I think I needed to just write down. I didn't want to talk about it. I just wanted to write it down. It would literally be a case of, you know what, today I feel, um, today I feel let down because XYZ happened. So it might be a case of, you know, if uh, I haven't binged in ages, I'm so on track, oh, yeah. so happy. Oh, yeah. But you know, in the past, if say I had a binge eating situation, it would be just a case of me sitting down, acknowledging that it happened. I would write down, um, you know, how upset I felt because it did make me feel upset. I'd write down that I felt upset. I'd write down what happened, what triggered me to do that thing. So this is relatable to any situation. So if you feel upset about something, trigger what's, I write down what's triggering you to feel that way and how you can resolve it. So for me, it might be, you know what, I felt really sad because um, something bad happened. And because of this, I started eating, um, say, peanut butter. And peanut butter for me is something that I love. And it led to me eating the whole char, which led to me eating blah, blah, blah. Because I love peanut butter. Who's done that, right? Yeah, you know, like other people, it's going to be like chocolate bars or ice cream. And they're eating a tub of ice cream watching Netflix. So for me, it's just about writing down my feeling, writing down what happened. And then kind of establishing some kind of situation on how I can resolve that and prevent it from happening again. So it might be a situation of... I'm not buying peanut butter to have in the house mm. because it's it's not going to serve me. Mm. So, like, I haven't bought peanut butter in a long time. <laughs> but, job. yeah, so that's kind of it. It's just um, letting myself feel the feelings, write them down, how I'm going to either overcome those feelings or what triggered them and then what my next step is to get better, Man. I guess. Yeah. I'm so happy on that. This is, yeah. like, great. This is really oh, great. Stuff. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's, it's really nice to hear um, the depths that you go with all that stuff. Um, and it, it's oh, beautiful to hear that you allow yourself to not just uh, be authentic about it, which is, like, you're like, you're like, you know what? I am feeling this way. But I'm, um, this is these are the steps that I can take in order to, A, resolve it, but B, not allow it to happen again so yeah. that I don't have to keep going through this experience. Um, because at the end of the day, um, like, like we just said, if there's a fire in the kitchen, I can acknowledge it. Yeah. But if I don't do anything about the fire yeah. in the kitchen, the f- there's and a fire in the kitchen. Same, same, same along with <laughs> that, actually, relating to the fire. It's complaining, right? Like, yeah. I could gain a lot of weight, which I've done many times before, after mm. competitions. And my breaking point was after my first competition, I gained eight to nine kilos in a short few months. Mm. And it was crazy, you know. Um, eight to nine kilos on my body frame makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. And I could have kept complaining. I could have kept going through each day, binge eating every, not kidding, like every day, and felt sorry for myself. But it was just one day where I woke up and I just said, enough's enough. Like, you can't do this to yourself. And it came from a true point of self-love. Like, I was so tired of treating my body that way that I woke up and I just said, enough's enough. Mm. And I decided that that was the last day I was ever going to do that to myself. And I took photos and I still have the photos now. I'm smiling and I wrote day one on a piece of paper and I committed to getting back on track. And I think I ended up losing, like, a lot of the weight and... 12 weeks Mm. and it was just a case of me showing myself some respect like not letting myself make excuses and just pushing through and I got so much better after that and you know you could feel sorry for yourself in many situations and it's okay to feel sorry for yourself from time to time but at some point I just had to you know like stop kidding myself and do what was in my best interest Mm. for my mental and physical health and that was to start feeding my body with good foods and to start like getting back into the gym and looking after myself. Mm. And so, if you know, if fire happens in the kitchen, I'm not going to stand there complaining about it. I'm going to do something about it. So I think, like, there's two different sides to it. There is, like, the feminine side and masculine Mm. side of, like, 
you can ignore all your feelings about it and just keep going yeah. or you can acknowledge it mm. but eventually you've got to find that halfway point where you've mm. got to do something about it so totally. and that's what I did for myself and every time I've fallen down I've gotten back up and totally. my biggest thing is just not giving up on whatever I'm doing I yeah. just always pick myself up so massive huge yeah and it, it's, it's such a beautiful way you put it um it's like we were speaking about before almost is finding that sort of middle point between that masculine and the feminine because uh, the masculine doesn't mean man. The feminine doesn't mean female. That's it, it, the type of embodiment and a type of action that I might go about when it comes to life. So as a man, I can still be more feminine, meaning I can be more in a state of not action, go, 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 and just more in a state of flow. Or I can be in a state of go, 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 even as a female, and not much in a state of just feeling and being, right? But if I can find a mixture and a, fl- and a flow between those two, then I can be in a state where, oh, when feelings do come up, I'll acknowledge and do something about them rather than always being and running the race and always yes. going and then hitting the finish line and then breaking down because all these feelings finally caught up with me. And then all of a sudden, yeah, then the next month or two months or however long it takes, I'm just in a breakdown mode. And, and that's exactly what kind com- of life is like that? that's exactly yeah. competing or anyone that, you know, goes for a promotion mm. or uh, goes through a massive fat loss journey situation it's like you'll go 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 focus on that one thing and then then what Mm. you just completely collapse after um so for me i'm still working on the masculine feminine type you know it's always we're always going to be work in progress but i guess for me it's yeah it's a case of finding that balance i Mm. feel like you would have more tips to be honest no no this is great because you've lived a completely different life to me yeah you're gonna have a different perspective completely so please yeah uh so for me i guess it's very hard from a for me to access that feminine side because Mm. i'm in a you know i'm an online coach I founded my own like company, Fit Within Julie, which is a business. You know, it's online coaching. It's my passion. But at the end of the day, it's still a business. And you're competing with a lot of other online coaches, male and female coaches. Mm. Uh, and then competing as well. You have to be like a robot. You have to go through the motions for weeks or months on end without any emotion. You can't worry about the scales fluctuating. You can't um, focus, like put too much attention into um, all these little things from an emotional side, you just are a robot. And so for mm. me to turn that off is very hard. And mm. then as soon as a competition's done or whatever, I just, I I struggle to access the feminine feelings and to let myself feel that way because mm. you've been a robot for so long. So totally. like um, imagine a world where you didn't have to be a robot, but you could go about that stuff while still <laughs> having those action, and uh, having, emotions. And having yeah. balance, you know. Yeah. Um, but I guess in reality, something like a competition prep isn't balance. Yeah, and I would stress that, you know, there's no balance to skipping out on meals with friends or to mm. drinking water when you go out to, or go to a family dinner or mm. whatever, you know, that's not balance. Um, but from a general life style point of view, I obviously don't want to make it too much about competing cause it's a very extreme situation, mm. but I think that everyone could benefit from being able to access their emotions, but also Mm. being able to control their focus. Like there's too much of one or the other is not going to benefit you, right? Like you need to be able to have focus, but you also need to be able to um, have that 
like the emotional side because if you're too much of the emotional side you're never going to get anything done absolutely if my almond milk runs low and i'm sitting here meditating (laughs) meditating is not going to bring my almond milk back (laughs) i need to actually go to the store get some almond milk and and come back and then i can have my cocoa pops yeah oh yum (laughs) how good oh cocoa pops jeez sorry i shouldn't have said that i love them but anyway um (laughs) so i completely get you there definitely needs to be that sort of balance and sometimes it's like um what they call i think it's called like the dancing yogi or dancing buddha but it's like you you flow to one then come back and you flow to the other and um it's quite a beautiful idea and analogy of um how it is very possible to have that moment okay i'm going into this competition but i can draw myself back when i need to and i can go into here heal what i need to heal and i can go back into this and um i really loved that but um when it comes to i actually want to be really actionable and practical about this question uh because you're since you're in such a go 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 state a lot of the time what are three top things that you do in your day is like it's like a day-to-day oh, thing yes. like in part of your routine that allow yourself to light that fire that allow yourself to get going that allow yourself to be on a higher vibe rather than trying to having to push yourself through all the time that's mm. such a good you are full of great questions aren't yeah so the first thing i would say that i would do each day is i always start my day with movement always good yeah so movement for me is it just makes me feel so much better for the day. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're going to the gym or doing whatever it is. Like a morning walk is fine. Take the dog mm. for a walk. Um, catch up with a friend for a coffee before work. Whatever it is, um, I like to start my day with some kind of movement. So usually mine's, so let's be honest, it's weightlifting. Weightlifting it's is great. my time where I have my headphones on. I have good music or sometimes it's like a podcast um, if on a walk. And that sets me up for a good day because I've done something for myself already. And that act of... Um, getting my body moving sets sets my tone for the day. Mm. It also sets me up for wanting to eat well throughout the day. And the second thing I'm going to say that keeps me able to have that go-go is my nutrition. You know, mm. you could not have that mindset. You could not get through everything you needed to do in a day and to, you know, wake up at 4.45 in the morning to work right through till nighttime without eating well and taking care of your body. So it's mm. moving. It's number two, my nutrition. And three would be reading. Like nice. some people, yeah, like I love reading. So um, definitely like to try and read some pages of a book. The books I read are not comic books. They're usually self-development type books or something that's going to educate myself that can help me help others. So self-help books, development books, mindset type books. Um, my favorite book I've read in the past year would be Atomic Habits by Beautiful. James Clare. Absolutely, absolute amazing mm. book. Highly recommend it. Something that really helps me in all areas of my life. So reading is definitely a big one. And for me, that's my me time. Whereas for you, you might do meditation mm. uh, each day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, waterfalls. <laughs> Unfortunately, in this Auckland concrete d- jungle, there's yeah. no waterfalls. Mm. Um, but for some, for me, sometimes in the afternoon, it might be a case of walking to the park and sitting down listening to music. music. And although it's not like an active meditation, for me, that's like Zen yeah. time anyway. But that is meditation though. It's again, coming back to, um, I just want to reiterate this because yes, I think definitely. it's important for others to hear this, is that... Um, when it, um, meditation is mistakenly not an action but it's a state and um, that state can be achieved in many ways it doesn't m- mean you have to sit there follow your breath and chant oh. yeah. <laughs> um, or sit under a tree but um, you can listen to music watch people go by you can yes. watch the boats in the harbour you can um, read a book that's actually an act of active um, meditation oh. itself oh, as yes. well and um, it's allowing you to achieve a sense of state where I'm creating space between me and my mind and me and my body 
And it's the space between me and my mind where I'm going to feel that meditative, um, the meditative benefits. And so I think it's very beautiful that you're already bringing in a lot of that stuff. Oh yeah. It's that's Yeah. Well, if you think of it mm. like that, then yeah, sometimes, mm. you know, if I'm having a really tough day, I would just walk to the park, like mm. the domain and just listen to some acoustic music, which is Great. nice. You know, yeah. what's your fave? Um, yeah, like a fave? Oh, I don't have like, not uh. Uh, acoustic, like, just guitar, yeah, but yeah. like singers like Matt Corby and oh, nice. yeah, so oh, no, like Matt different, Corby, actually, yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. So um, just great singers yeah, that have nice. great lyrics, and it's just my kind of vibe. Beautiful. So that or yeah, reading a book is fine for me, and even just taking some time, like screen-free time, great. Mm, that would be a big one. Oh, Disconnecting huge. from the world, like these days, especially being an online coach, everyone has access to me through Instagram, through YouTube, through email everyone mm. has so much contact to people in the world these days that's so important to shut that down from time to time because otherwise it's draining yeah. it's so hard when everyone's got contact with you all the time so it is a case of me just you know going for a walk or reading a book to um tune out so those would be my three things i guess i do for myself each day um that yeah. i think help and i think that's that would great. help yeah a lot of yeah. people and that was like literally just i did not expect you to ask me that oh, so right. maybe i'll have other tips another time but yeah, yeah that would be my three i would say are very important totally. to me no it's um it's always um the reason why i like to ask things sort of off, off the cusp is because they're going to be the things that are the most profound that come up mm-hmm. so it's always um those things that come up the, yeah the first will be usually the most profound so um those are really three really great tips and i would encourage anyone to implement them um, so now I want to sort of flow this conversation over to a little bit more about what it's like as a woman to step into such a masculine world of go, 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 because you obviously, um, had to learn how to be go, go, go. So, or was that something that you'd always oh, That's actually interesting. Yeah. People ask me that. They're like, how do you stay motivated? Mm. How do you wake up at this time and mm. go, go, go. And that's so interesting that you said that. Cause I didn't think about when you had mentioned this earlier, I, it's almost like I believe that the way you're brought up is how, the way that you're brought up is kind of how you see things. Like mm. I, my parents brought me up. My mom's so hardworking. She works in the vineyards like seven days a week. She didn't get to go to school. She, you know, grew up in Thailand without the schooling. So I had that hard work ingrained into me because I wasn't given everything. She wasn't given everything. My parents aren't rich. So... And they're not even like super wealthy, you know. So I feel like for me, I've seen how hard my mum works. And that was ingrained into me that I knew that if I wanted to do well, I had to work really hard. So that, I guess my mum must be like quite masculine based. And she did grow up in like that kind of world because that's all she knew. Mm. That's kind of all I knew. So that's how I am that way. But a lot of people say like, how do you do that? And I guess it was like the upbringing that I had and not everyone's had that. So yeah, totally. um, I guess like I was, I was always kind of brought up to be that I had music. I played my background for those listening that don't know, I play violin and piano. So I was, you know, waking up at five through high school to do piano practice at in my lunch break. I'd do violin practice after school. I practice. I even skipped my English classes to practice music. So I was go, go, go all the way through high school. And then I knew that if I wanted to get into uni and I wanted scholarships, I had to work really hard. So that was go, go, got the scholarships for uni. I ended up pulling in like four scholarships for accounting. Insane. <laughs> never done never done accounting in high school because my school didn't have it. Mm. So then pulled in scholarships. Then I knew to maintain the scholarships and to do really well 
I had to work even harder. So it just never stopped. I went into uni. I'd never done accounting before. I had to keep up with everyone else that already knew the background of accounting and I knew nothing. So I got a C plus in my first exam in accounting, which was a shock. And so I knew I had to work to keep up with everyone else. I got an A minus in my second exam and I just kept going, you know, to keep up with everyone. And then after that, I just, yeah, I, I shocked actually when I think about it. It's always been go-go for me. Mm. Like, because I felt like, that's how I had to be because I didn't have money to fall back on really Mm. like other people might have parents that have a nice house and stuff to fall back on but I Mm. didn't so but then it's living in that fear isn't it as well so that's that would have been a big aspect that would have kept you going for sure but also at the same time fear can also eat away while you're running so talk to me a little bit about maybe having that fear in the in the background of like oh I I need to keep earning this money or else something could happen what did that what was that like for you I think actually, funny enough, speaking to a therapist helped mm. me work through all of that because Amazing. because I work so hard, I would define myself as a hard worker. Like yeah, one of my main characteristics is a hard worker. Mm. Um, and so for me personally, it's very hard for me to shut that off. Um, so I'm getting caught up in my own thoughts about that. <laughs> That's all right. Um, so having that fear um, in the background of like, okay, well, if I don't do this, if I don't do this, then yeah. this will happen. Um, is there a specific, um, is there anything that you do about that sort of field when fear is chasing you and you're like, oh shit, I better keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good um, point. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely fear is a big driver, I think, mm. for a lot of people in everything that Massively. they do. Yeah, so many great questions. Yeah. I think for me, personally, it's a case of me stepping back and looking at where Mm. I am right now and realizing that where I am right now is great and being grateful for where I am, how far I've come and that the world's not going to crumble if I take a step back and take some time for myself. Uh, So I guess like fear is always going to be there for everyone and, you know, their jobs or whatever life they're in, whatever, you know, career path they're in. But it's just a case of like, taking time to be mindful and being grateful for where you are because in reality like if you're listening to this podcast you're someone that's doing fine in life you know you've got access to internet you're probably listening to it on like an iphone with spotify or Mm. whatever other thing um you're doing well like there's no need for us to fear Mm. anything but my boyfriend or but my fiance but my money but my job (laughs) but that's the thing is yeah yeah, is there's survival if you like um i think you put it beautifully beautifully because if you look at any dog if you give the dog food and you give the dog water then you give the dog a little bit of love what's the natural state for the dog to be and what emotion but the but the problem with being a human being is with so much intellect so many thoughts going on every single day i'm stacking upon the food and the water and a little bit of love i'm stacking onto that into maximum amounts of love and maximum amounts of yummy food and uh maximum amounts of money and this house and this car and this fiance and this um this this friendship um and this body right and and this type of food that i need to be eating so all of a sudden there's so many different layers that's added on into this just being able to survive so So as soon as yeah so as soon as any of those layers get some sort of fault or some sort of crack it's like oh shit my survival was at stake and all of a sudden it's life or death 
Yeah. And that's scary. So the fact that you've been able to actually come come back to that and be like, oh, shit, even though I'm running away from some of the stuff, I'm able to come back and actually reaffirm that my life is actually okay. I've, I've, I'm doing well. Like, yeah. I've got this. So using that tool, um, is there a specific way you go about it? Do you spend some time with yourself when you do that? or I always, it would come back to journaling, I think, but it's also just being realistic with yourself. Like as much of a dreamer as I am, like I dream big and I push myself yeah. really hard. You dream well. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I set some hefty goals for myself. Mm. And even if you fall short, you're still going to be, you know, way above where you, want, like where you were before, as long as you mm. give it your all and you try your best. But um, I guess it's just a case of being realistic with yourself and thinking like, you know what, if something doesn't go to plan, it's going to be okay. Um, if you don't get a promotion that you want, like, of course, it's going to suck. You're, you're not going to feel happy right then and there. Oh, damn. I, you know, like, yay, I didn't get a promotion. It's a case of like, well, you know what, at least I have a job. I may mm. not have got the promotion. It's being grateful for truly what you have and we aren't, you know what, if you do lose the job, it's a case of like picking yourself back up and finding something else that you can do mm. and realizing like, oh, you know what, I still have a roof over my head or my partner still has a job or I can move in with my parents for now while I need to. There's so many other things. You just have to find the silver lining to everything. Mm. Like, I guess there's always going to be fear of things and there's always going to be disappointment in life. And that's just a thing of life. Like, yeah. it's going to happen no matter where you are, like what stage of life. There's always going to be different things that you could fear. But at the end of the day, like if you spend your whole life like always fearing different things, then you're never going to do anything in life. You totally. may as well take a chance. Totally. And even if you take a chance on something and it doesn't work out, I would rather take that chance then wonder what if because yeah. I don't want to get to the end of the road and think oh damn I wish I tried that bikini Absolutely. competition or I wish I went for that promotion and so on and so on so yeah. I guess like for me it's just a case of being grateful for what I have and where I am and then uh, just being realistic like stuff Massive. happens Massive. what can you do yeah and I, yeah definitely <laughs> and I saw a fantastic quote um, a little while yeah. ago what it was what? the biggest risk in life is never taking a risk yeah yes, i <laughs> uh, love yeah, that I love that's that so awesome yeah. yeah exactly like you just never want to have that what if so like uh, um if i if i was to ask anyone listening um would you rather that nothing happens to you in your life or that everything happens to you in your life because i actually hope that everything happens to you in your life because if nothing happens to, to you in your life point. that's like um, knowing everything that's going to happen in the movie that you're just go just going to go see in the cinema, and it's like you sit on the cinema. I already know what I'm going to see. Like, what's the point? Like, yeah. it's like okay, I already know exactly everything that's going to happen today, and I've just entered my day. I think that is going to be the most That'd boring. That's so of life. boring. Yeah. I mean, like life will throw you curveballs, but it'll mm. also throw you some rainbows. Absolutely. You just have to learn to enjoy them. Totally. And how um, would you enjoy those rainbows if you didn't know the curveballs? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like I always think of that. Mm. You know what? Like you can appreciate a rainbow and you can appreciate a sunny day, but you wouldn't you appreciate it so much more if you had a month of rain? Mm. Like oh, I yeah. always, Our you know, is yeah, right. yeah, we know about that rain. Like I think of my life as like. I appreciate the highs so much more because I've had those lows. Like, Absolutely. you know what? The next time I do compete, it's not about the placings for me. It's about being my best version of myself. Mm. But the next time I get that top three placing after having a seventh place, it's going to oh, be, man. I will cry. The day that I get a first place and I turn pro, yeah, I kid you not, I'll be crying on mm. that stage. And I just know because I've worked so hard for it. And I know that, you know, like sweat and tears that have gone into that. Mm. Um, and it's like, you know what? 
I wouldn't appreciate it as much if it, as if I was just handed it. Like Massively. some people turn pro on their first show. But now I've done four shows. I've placed second, I've placed third, and I've placed seventh. Mm. And I just know that when that time comes, I will cry oh my, my eyes gosh. out on stage. Absolutely. And I cannot wait. And I think that's very beautiful the way you put it because that's like putting up on... Um, on stage the idea of what the comparison could be which is oh this person is doing their first show yet they've become pro but look at me yet you've stated it so beautifully which I really it's really inspiring it yeah, really is thanks. Yeah. I mean like yeah people do it's crazy they'll do their first competition they win and I'm shocked amazing mm. like incredible mm. But and in my that's opinion, it's, yeah, it's yeah, more you know, inspiring to like, and this isn't to dumb down those yeah, people. Yeah, of course, I've been on them. Amazing. It's always more exciting when I go to a movie and I see the hero really struggle, really struggle all the yeah. way through, and everyone else is like conquering. Then all of a sudden, the hero pops in the last minute. I love and saves an underdog. The day. Yeah. I love yeah, an exactly. underdog. You know, so, like yeah, I love people. I love people that just push through whatever they're going through and they just strive to keep going and it's the moment that like there's no failures right it's the moment that you give up that you've truly failed there's no mm. there's no such thing as failure in my eyes like the only time you fail is if you stop trying for what you truly want okay. and so i'm not giving up anytime mm. soon i'm going to keep working on all my goals and you know what if my goals later down the track change like maybe i want to have a kid and i decide i'm going to stop competing mm. then that's just a change in life path it doesn't yeah. mean that i failed no. it just means they changed direction and that's, that's okay too and that's a case of me being vulnerable and being that's like so. you know what it's okay to change your goals and to yeah. change your mind on things and that like, just means that your happiness is in the journey not this yeah exactly and i love yeah. the ground yeah. like that's it but for other people they don't want to wake up at 4.45 in the morning <laughs> they don't want to hit 10,000 steps every mm. day like I've hit 10,000 steps every day this is a daily habit for me for the past like it's 15, incredible. 16 months every day awesome. awesome no no excuses every single day and that's hard being someone that works from home in a one bedroom yeah. apartment but that's a promise to yourself and it you're is, keeping it's that it's a promise yeah because and when you keep a promise to yourself you learn to trust yourself right and exactly. then that means when I say that um, I know I'm going to be okay. That means I trust myself that I'm going to be okay. You're but if I keep yourself. breaking promises to myself, if I tell myself I'm going to be okay, I don't believe it. It's, so yeah, it's that. So that's I actually would love to talk about that. It's an atomic mm. habit. It's like when you say something and you're going to do it, you have to commit to yourself in mm. doing that because it's like you need to be able to trust yourself that you're going to pull through on the things that you yeah. say you're going to do, either for yourself or for other people. It's so totally. important to, you know, commit to what you say you're going to do. Massively. So if you say you're going to stick to your nutrition plan, you need to make sure that you're going yeah. to tick off each day and do that. But it's about making it attainable at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. you so know. maybe start with one or two things and then uh, two weeks later, build yeah. another one or two things. It yeah. might be that you're going to prep your lunch for the week. It might be that mm. you're not going to order Uber Eats this week. Take small steps it doesn't have to be anything crazy yeah. in any aspect of life you can build these small habits and every time that you are taking a step closer to that goal or like making a decision that takes you closer to that goal mm. what it says in the book is that it's like casting a vote for your better self mm. so if it's that you want to be someone that's healthy and fit and you choose to um, make your lunch and bring that to work instead of getting Uber Eats at lunch that's like a vote for your future self and it's mm. a vote in yourself and trusting yourself so every time that you you know want to achieve anything in life it's a matter of doing those daily habits ticking them off each day they can be small they can be big whatever it is and trusting yourself to pull through on it and i'm a big person on that i think that is a true um 
definition of self-love is committing to yourself and doing mm. something that you said you would. Yeah. Like nice self-love is such a big thing right now and everyone's all for it. But it's not about how you look. It's truly about how you feel on the inside. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I'm big on that. So totally. I mean, touched. if I get a bunch of crumpled chocolate, but then I get the most beautiful looking eggplant, I'm definitely going to choose the crumpled chocolate, okay? Just because yeah. the beautiful eggplant looks more beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> the chocolate still tastes good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I want to sort of um, bring this to an end and, and start wrapping yeah. it up. So I, I do want to ask a couple of questions just to yeah. sort of conclude it and then yeah, we'll definitely. let people know where to find you. But the first one is, I know it's a big question, but what is the biggest realization or lesson that you've had over the period of your life and it doesn't have to be the biggest but yeah when i say the biggest i mean what's something that comes to mind when i say that question because the first thing that comes to mind is just what i'd like you to say i would say just off the top of my head Mm. it's kind of two things one thing is health and happiness is the most important thing in your whole life Mm. like there is i family Oh, that is health and happiness. So like family, health and happiness, my three key things. Beautiful. Like if you have those things, happiness, health and your family say, like nothing else really matters. The health of your family, the health of yourself, your loved ones, um, nothing else matters, right? Mm. Like money doesn't bring me happiness. The more money I make doesn't make me happiness. You know, there's a cap to that. As long as you are healthy, you're surrounded by loved ones, your loved ones are healthy, what more could you want? That is the biggest thing. Like I used to think that if I got an account, why I went to uni was to get an accounting job so I could make more money so I could buy a nice house. And you know what? I live in a one bedroom apartment. I'm not fussed on buying a car. Don't even have a car. Not fussed on buying a house anytime soon. I'm just happy doing that, you know? Mm. So for me, I would say that the most important thing is just to focus on your mental, physical health and well-being and Mm. that's all you could ever ask for that'd be the biggest thing is life is just so much more than material and superficial things yeah so yeah yeah no thank you for that uh so the last question i have for you is what heals you oh 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 time with loved ones Uh, i would say yeah yeah. i'm a sucker for and sunsets time or sunrises god Mm. sunrises more so than sunsets but anyway spending time with family and friends family dinners i'm a big person for family i like being with my mum and dad being with ross's family it heals everything you know like nothing beats being surrounded by people that love you and that you love Mm. number one thing and then a good sunrise my gosh yeah i don't know why i said sunset but i love sunsets too mainly because ross would watch a sunset with me i guess Mm. and so that's a loved one but sunrises because me watching a sunrise usually means I'm in somewhere like Australia. I wake up early in the morning or go to the beach and I watch the sunrise with some good music or a podcast and that's me time. So sunrises, you're up before most people are mm. around and you just get that time to like enjoy the sun rising before anyone else is around to annoy you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But yeah, thank yeah. you. Where where can they find you? Uh Everyone can find me on all things TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Rocking Facebook. Rocking the TikTok, by the way. Loving yeah. TikTok. 
Um, such a fun platform. But yeah, just and Julie Mack, anywhere and everywhere. Mm. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for having right, me. I hope that on. the listeners have learned something from this. It's mm. definitely a vulnerable platform for me to be on, which is really cool. Really loved it. I have it. so much respect for that, really, considering yeah. the position that you're in. So yeah, you. it's awesome. Yeah. It's nice to like have someone to share it. So thank you for having me. And thank you, you guys, for tuning in. Oh, no, I'm so grateful. And I, I just really want to reiterate this one very important thing is that please if you are in a place where you're looking for a little bit of light in your life if you're looking for a little bit of extra positivity a little bit more uh of lightness into the places that are normally quite heavy or dark then i highly encourage you to follow this absolutely beautiful human being and julie uh on one of those platforms uh she does absolutely fantastic uh, stories always <laughs> somehow has a freaking massive smile on her face even at 4.45 in the morning yeah. <laughs> oh, those yeah. mornings yeah and uh, she really brings a beautiful uh, perspective to life so um, yeah please definitely go and give, um, give her a counsel or follow there and, um, and yeah just definitely follow along that journey and I think that the most beautiful lessons are learnt from following the journey rather than just the words that she might say so yeah, oh, thank yeah, you so really much. amazing. Yeah, you're a very inspiring individual. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, thank so, you. Um, otherwise, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave a review, uh, you are going to win a million dollars. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm in. Yeah. Um, you'll win a million dollars of Monopoly money. Um, <laughs> um, but it really helps these messages and these um, these ideas and these perspectives to get out to other people the more reviews and more subscriptions that we get uh, so please if you do know of anyone that would probably resonate or uh, find this quite helpful in terms of this podcast um, episode or even the, the podcast itself then please do um, share it with uh, those around you um, yeah. just one thing to add I think a lot of podcasts which is a really cool idea and what I like to do with podcasts is if you did really enjoy the podcast and you think someone would benefit from it screenshot it mm. post it on your story and tag us we'd love to see yes. you guys do that so that we can reshare it on our stories too and yeah it's a great way just to spread some good vibes around the world and help others yeah totally thank you and there's also this amazing thing on iPhones called screen record so you can always screen record it and get the good little 15 second snippet right yeah, <laughs> awesome. yeah. um, so anyway without further ado thank you so much guys um, also f be sure to follow me on Instagram Coach Keza uh, and also I think that's it anyway <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned for the next one yeah, right, much love guys cheers